0: Welcome back to Get Outside With Kids, the podcast where we help you and your family have more awesome memories outside. Jen, we are coming up on a really big milestone for our podcast. Do you want to tell everybody what the special number is that's coming up here?
1: Yeah, it's hard to believe that almost two years have gone by since our first episode. And so since we've been publishing weekly since we started two years ago, that means we're coming up on episode 100. I can't believe this like crazy idea you suggested to me on a walk has turned into 100 podcast episodes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've just been thinking back over the last... 97 episodes as we record this and looking back on all these amazing guests we've had and we wanted today to do a a little summary of our top 10 favourite episodes that we've had. So, we're going to go over our top 10 favourite episodes in the podcast to date tonight and I think it's only fitting, Jen, that we're starting tonight with the first episode that came to mind for both of us when we we were reflecting on our favorite episode and it is an epic story uh huge in scale because it involves the world's tallest mountain
1: quite literally now small caveat here i should say when we were selecting these 10 episodes to review it was quite a long list we had to edit down from so a few of them stood out right away including this first one we're going to mention in a second but it was a long list to try and get to these ones so stay with us to find which ones made the final cut but It's no surprise that the episode that was top of mind for both of us is the mountain at the top of the world. Um, And that is a hike where not one, but two four-year-old twins hiked to Mount Everest base camp. Uh, This is a dream of mine, as I mentioned on the podcast, but it's a dream of mine as like an adult with my much older children when they will also be bigger, um, and so just amazing to hear this story uh, of with two four year old toddlers hiking to Mount Everest Base Camp.
0: If you only follow one of our guests from the episodes, I would go and follow Shannon and Tyson at Restless Crusade. They're the ones who took their four-year-olds up to Everest Base Camp, and they are amazing. If you need any inspiration, um, they're doing amazing things pretty much every week. So, that was top of our list. We'll drop in the show notes, by the way, links to all of these episodes so you can go back and hear them. And fun fact, Shannon and Tyson were actually on on an episode before that one as well, where they were sharing about backcountry camping with their twins. The second one, Jen, is an episode, the second on our list, is an episode that you talk to me and other people about probably the most of any episode that we've recorded.
1: Yeah. And I'd like to give a quick shout out to the power of uh, Twitter slash X, because that's actually how I found this guest or how I connected with her uh, was through her DMs over on Twitter. And she graciously responded to me there. Um, And that is author and spokesperson, Linda Flanagan. Uh, Linda is the author and kind of, I want to say, parenting champion for kind of this anti-sports movement. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's something wrong with your kids playing sports, lots of great benefits. But as we are seeing as our kids are getting older, there's so much pressure for your kids to be playing pro-level every sport by the time they're five and six and having this multi-day a week itinerary going on. Um, and Linda really talks about why that's actually usually pretty detrimental to your kid in the long run to have them so over scheduled with so many sports on the go.
0: We loved Linda, we think about, and she was very calming as well. Her own children are older, and so she was able to provide such great perspective um, in a similar way to some of our other sort of older guests, like Pete Clarkson, who we just had on a couple of weeks ago, are able to provide that kind of perspective from, you know, having older kids and being able to look back. I think the episode, the next episode on our list is one that for me has been huge in how I parent. And that was from OT, occupational therapist, Angela Hanscombe, who is amazing. And she shared so many amazing facts about how our kids' vestibular system works and how they actually need all of this movement to be able to make their bodies work. They need to be going upside down and spinning and walking on uneven ground and doing all these movements that activate their senses so that they can function at like a bare minimum level. Do you remember she said that kids were just falling off chairs in classrooms because they have no core strength? And I believe that. That was years ago that she made that observation. So, that episode for me, I think I said it multiple times when we were recording. I was like, Angela, I could talk to you forever. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) felt like that when we were talking to her, that I didn't want to end the conversation because I had so many questions for her. And I think about that episode all the time.
1: Yeah, she really got into like, why do your kids need to climb and go upside down so much? Like, sometimes you're like, kids are just crazy. That way you do crazy things. But Angela actually broke down the science behind it and what's happening in their vestibular system and how actually those certain movements for kids are really important, as Kate just mentioned, for their core strength and for their balance. And, you know, later as ad- adults, we do less of that. But actually, we should probably do more of that as adults, too, you know. And I actually thought it's actually a good reminder as a parent to be a little bit silly at the playground sometimes, too, and, and kind of play along a bit more with your kid, you know, if you can, if you can stomach some of those turny spin around things, or if you want to give the monkey bars a try. Um, I just thought it was such a good reminder, again, kind of linking back to Linda's episode about why we need unstructured time time. time to play outside as opposed to just sports, sports, sports. So those two episodes, I thought kind of like dovetail that same kind of message about kids need to move their bodies in different ways outside. And and those both really hammered that home.
0: The next one on our list is two guests, Stu and Dev, and we absolutely love their perspective. I think we invited them on because we'd heard that they were having this goal of hiking 100 hikes with their family in one year. And we're like, how are they even going to do that? But what we actually got from them was an entire perspective on parenting. Um, And I actually took some grabs from that episode and made them into little reels on Instagram. So, I think about Stu's words um, a lot from that episode because I hear them when I'm on Instagram. And one of them is, you know, about how important intentional time with the parents is and that, you know, we – Similar to some of the other things that we've already mentioned on this episode, sports are great. There are lots of activities that are great for our kids, but actually intending to be with our family, with our kids, and creating memories together because it's just what we do. That I love that message. And I feel like it actually gave us kind of permission in our family and and me when I'm planning things to be okay with not doing a bunch of things that make other people happy. We're doing what our family loves to do together.
1: Yeah, and we should preface too. So Stu and Dev have four children. So if you're thinking four. about going hikes, four kids. Now they did have some rules about how many kids. So not all four kids went on a hundred hikes, but I think it was minimum two kids per hike, or was it one kid per hike? Either way, they a had a combination. Rule. It was a lot but of hikes. It was a rule, but it was a lot of hiking. So it's not like they, you know, even just taking one kid on a hike on a hundred hikes would be a lot. But they had four kids and four kids' schedules and school and and other activities. Um, but I really liked, like you kind of said, like Stu's like hiking is just what we do. Um, And they got the kids on board. Um, I remember they said, you know, at the end of the year or the last day, they had to fit in like one extra hike because they had miscalculated. And so, you know, it's like New Year's Eve and they're out like quickly doing a hike. And then at the end, you know, I think a couple of the kids were kind of a bit relieved to be done. And they were talking about goals for the next year. But one of the kids was like, why don't we do 200 hikes next year? (laughs) So like, they have created a lifelong hiker uh, in their one kids. I think their goal was something else just to kind of for some variety for the next year. But I really love that kind of getting the whole family on board with the intentions um, as well. Um, And so that brings us then, you know, talking about space outside and how we as families, you know, move outside. That kind of brought us to another guest that we're thinking top of mind. um, And that was Laura. Um, And so Laura shared with us what getting outside as a family looks like when you have a child, who have a disability who needs to operate outside in a different way than other people do in the world. And so what does that look like when you actually start to look around and realize a lot of outdoor spaces are very inaccessible?
0: Yeah, and we're talking a lot about how, you know, Laura has two kids and her when her second kid came along and was uh, diagnosed with, with a rare disease that uh, affects how she can move in the world, they were sort of looking around like, well, where are all the other kids with disabilities? And you realise that it's not because- of course, it's not because there aren't disabled kids in your community if you're not seeing kids using wheelchairs or mobility devices or moving in different ways. It's because the world we've created is inaccessible. So, I love Laura. I saw her last week and I think she's amazing hearing about the work she does as an a parent and advocate. And unfortunately, that's kind of one of the major things that parents of disabled kids have to be is an advocate for their kid because the world that we have created just Is not accessible. Um, I think Laura's perspective and her husband is amazing and the work that they have done in their local community and that they continue to do to create access for kids like theirs and like all of our kids because when we create an accessible world for every kid, every kid benefits an accessible playground is enjoyable for kids of all abilities. It just doesn't exclude anybody. So, anyway, that perspective from Laura that she shared about how they're trying to remove some of the barriers to getting outside um, was really special to us and I think something that we have both really kept on in our minds throughout this podcast and tried as well to be really aware of the fact that lots of people face lots of different barriers to getting outside outside. But that there's still ways to do it, you know, and and Laura is such an amazing example of, of finding ways to do cool things with her kids.
1: So then flipping off from our guests, we also wanted to go through some of the episodes where, you know, it was just the two of us here, because let's be honest, Kate, the core of this podcast was the two of us <laughs> coming up with this idea. Um, and so we were kind of looking back at like, what were those episodes to us that really um, stood out? Um, and so I think the ones that, that came to mind for the both of us—it's technically two episodes—but for this top ten list, bear with us here. Um, and we each did an episode where we interviewed each other, um, which kind of seemed hilarious at the time because, as, as you might have gathered, if this is not your first episode listening to the podcast, uh, Kate and I know each other very well. Uh, so <laughs> well, in fact, that we also live literally in the same neighborhood together. I can almost wave from my house to Kate's house where we live. See Actually, each other just- like multiple times a day. You know multiple times a day. Uh, But I actually found this episode to be quite enlightening. Like, I actually think we both learned some new things about each other, which I found really cool.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things that our podcast has given us is the opportunity to talk to people who we actually know. A lot of of people have had on the podcast, we know that it gives you this way of asking questions that you just don't normally. And so, when we were able to interview each other and ask those questions about, you know, particularly the times in our lives before we knew each other. um, I thought that was pretty cool. And to think about how that has now uh, created the people that we are. So we, those both, both of those episodes felt kind of ridiculous. They also felt kind of self-indulgent, I think to be like, Oh, let's talk about ourselves. But I think it's such an interesting perspective to see how I grew up and how you grew up and how that has shaped what we want to create for our kids. Um, And, that a lot of people probably find commonality in that.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think they're they're interesting in the sense too that my upbringing Kate's upbringing I mean geographically obviously quite different if you haven't caught on to Kate's accent by now you know Kate from Australia me here in Canada um, I grew up with a very not outdoorsy upbringing like never been camping never been hiking never really been outside I feel like other than just like playing in my backyard and on the street what but is like, this outside You know what is this nature place you're talking about uh, and then moved to Vancouver versus Kate your experience was like the whole opposite you you guys were camping and, and doing stuff outside as a family all the time
0: yeah just in the australian desert um the next episode on our list is one that oh it's controversial and i think you love the controversy right
1: i kind of do so i mean i work in social media for a living i love a good clickbait headline i'm not gonna lie um i think the reason i like it so much is because this week alone I talked to two people about it and they're like, wow, you are still fired up about this episode (laughs) because I was so just not like, I guess just, yeah, so fired up is the right word. And so that's the episode that just dropped a couple of weeks ago where we did a rebuttal to Busy Toddlers uh, post that came out just a few weeks back talking about outdoor play. Um, And and for me, it's just... uh, I mean, I get why she does it from a social media perspective. The bigger the account you are, the more watered down your advice has to be in. And sometimes when you've got millions of followers, she probably has to try and placate everybody. But then your advice becomes this advice that's it's almost meaningless. Um, the post boiled down to all play is play and it doesn't matter if it's indoor or outdoors. Um, and as soon as me and Kate saw it, and we actually saw it separately and then we both talked about it, and we were both like, but scientifically and factually, that's actually not Correct. Um kids need outdoor play, and it is scientifically different and better for kids than indoor play. That doesn't mean we're all moving out of our houses to play outside 24-7. We're gonna live in a but, tent. <laughs> I'm not living in a tent permanently, but it does just mean that they are they're actually different types of play. And so we should, you know, whatever that looks like for you, and I feel like we have said on this podcast. Probably, on every episode, that everyone's circumstances and accessibility looks different. So wherever you are in your life, adding more outside time might be fifteen minutes. Like we have talked about those mini episodes about walking to the mailbox, and that was our outside time with our kids today, but it was just a little bit of fresh air to get out the door. And so I think when we kind of negate that to say, like, don't even bother getting outside, it's fine. I think it's just kind of a step too far. That's really how I felt about it,
0: yeah. So- I don't want to say it was sassy, but it was a little bit like, ooh, look at them. What are they? They're disagreeing (laughs) with, like of all people, busy toddler. Yikes. But anyway, um, that was one I think that also for me really allowed me to see the value of our podcast and what it is that we're saying and for us to, you know, further refine why why we're doing all of this. I think the next one on the list here that I have – really loved this concept of is the idea of weeknight adventures. So, I think a lot of people get kind of – and I am 100% including myself in this – you kind of get to go through the paces of life with little kids and you maybe you have a full-time job or maybe you're caring for kids all day and it just kind of feels like a grind because every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day is the same. And so, one thing that we do, particularly in the summer months, that has helped to kind of break things up is to look for an opportunity for a weekday adventure. So, that might be a week night um, where you could maybe the sun sets a little later and you could go and find a lake near you or have a longer play at the park or have a picnic dinner. But something that like breaks up the week and is something you'd normally typically think about doing on a weekend by doing it on a weeknight, you avoid the crowds on the weekend around us, which is a significant issue in the Greater Vancouver area. <laughs> crowds, it
1: yeah, really Big time, big
0: time. <laughs> and, and it makes you feel like you're actually living your life instead of just going through the paces.
1: Yeah, I think we talked about where we live. We're very lucky to live close to ver- two lakes here. But a lot of parents I talk to, one, have never been to the lakes or they've been a handful of times. And I'm like, the lake just down the street right there, the beautiful, stunning lake. Um, Or two, they're like, well, on the weekend, it's so busy and it's crazy. And I'm like, well, what if you just went on Tuesday? You know? Um, And I realized it's a lot of time and effort to get there on a Tuesday. And we get home late and it's sandy and the, the kids go to it's bed just probably about an hour sandy. later. <laughs> oh, it's so sandy. I mean, everything's sand all the time. But but i never regret going to the lake like even though getting home is sometimes let's be honest it's a shit show we're getting home and there's sand everywhere and you got to hose the kids off but then you're like but we went to a lake on a tuesday night we had you know we brought we brought a picnic to the lake we swam for a couple hours and now i don't feel like i have to cram 100 activities into the weekend because i just got one cool adventure on a tuesday night when there was nobody at the lake and it was really quiet um, we have also done things i feel like there was a time kate when our kids were in that, both at the daycare there. And we'd, on Friday night, remember, we'd get the food truck food and we'd play at the playground on a Friday night in the summer. And it just felt like, oh, look at us here having a food truck dinner. We brought our blanket at the picnic and the kids' little babies and they would just run around. And it felt like a crazy Friday night out, you know, just something to do or even a Thursday night out. Um, it was just something different to change up that monotony.
0: When you've got kids under five, I think this is kind of what we're thinking about, this kind of age, because I already see our kids are now four and six. And as they get older, it's getting easier and easier. So, this weeknight adventure idea was really something that we were trying out when our kids were like two, three, four, that kind of age. Babies even, maybe not babies. I don't know if I did this with a baby, to be honest, but (laughs) But we tried. We tried. (laughs)
1: That brings us to then, Kate, when we had your parents on the podcast, um, probably one of the, I don't know, cutest, most heartwarming episodes we ever had. Uh, we got everybody on, your parents all the way in Australia, sorting out all the time zones, which, you know, was a huge challenge. I, I really, uh, you know, am thankful that they they put the time and effort in to make it work for us here. But on their had,
0: 50th wedding anniversary, oh do you remember? God, I actually on their forgot. 50th I wedding forgot. anniversary, the day of it. it. We didn't realize
1: it. We didn't realize it because well, the time I, I zone. Knew,
0: but you probably you don't have that. No, date in your brain.
1: I, I did not have it in my brain. But the stories your parents told, I mean, different generations. Yeah, Kate, you were just a baby on the floor in the in the van sliding around in the sand dunes. <laughs> like The stories were just crazy. The things you could do back then because no one had car seats or maybe even seatbelts, apparently, and your mom's just cooking dinner while your dad's driving the camera. She, hey, she never
0: claimed to have turned on the stove. I, I, don't I know, know how she it- did, but she didn't <laughs> actually say it. <laughs>
1: she didn't say it. The food was somehow warmed. But I mean, I'm kind of nostalgia for that kind of era where it was just a different time. Your parents... And your parents also very successful full time job, three kids. Your parents did a lot of cool stuff, Kate. Like I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous of your parents, a little starstruck to be honest. <laughs>
0: yeah, like spoiler alert, some of the cool stuff we did is my dad would take us on what he called magic mystery tours, where he wouldn't tell us where we were going. And sometimes he'd blindfold us. And one time <laughs> the destination was the cemetery. And that was the <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> So yeah they did cool stuff i guess
1: but no your parents did cool stuff and i mean i think it kind of made us nostalgia for like yeah we definitely we're not strapping kids to just tossing them in a bassinet on the floor anymore and now we have car seats till they're like i don't know 15 uh (laughs) you know apparently i don't even know when they get out of car seats now forever apparently uh but just a different time a different time uh wow
0: so then, the last the last one, rounding out our top ten list here um, of our favorite episodes. So, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we have been doing seasonal wrap ups of our epic fails, and <laughs> the one that absolutely stands out in my mind is our fall twenty twenty two epic fails episode. And the fails on that story were related to a now notorious trip to Tofino that Jen and I went on, although we went on it together and literally couldn't spend any time together because of various... I'm actually... (laughs) I can't (laughs) even talk talk about about it. it. I just got a shiver down my spine. I'm not kidding. The hairs on the back of my neck just stood up as I was like, oh, that was such a bad trip. Such a bad trip. But what I think was so funny about that episode is we bared it all, you know, we put it all out there. And I know a lot of you listening in were like, I see what you mean about that trip now, because I'd told some people like, Hey, it was, I didn't have a great weekend, but, like some stuff happened, <laughs> <laughs> some stuff happened in Tofino. Um And then they listened and they were like, I understand now that that was a, that was a pretty bad trip, but it hasn't changed our message. Right. Like, at the end of the day, our podcast is about getting outside with kids. And sometimes that includes leaking tents, kids throwing up, hand, foot, and mouth disease, kids <laughs> peeing their parents, checklist. Of these- <laughs> <laughs> Small checklist.
1: Small checklist of things.
0: Sometimes that's what it involves. Sometimes it involves late nights, no sleep. It often involves no sleep. I stand by our message. I think I'm a better parent when I'm outside. And I know that it's better for our kids too.
1: Well, and, I, you know, as I was thinking about this, Kate, and as we we're recording here, so that was the fall 2022 and we had so many fails. Like That episode was just fail after fail. We had the camping trip where like I was sick and then, you know, your older daughter got the birth. So like that whole episode was fails. And then I remember coming to this summer, we were actually like, oh my God. Our camping trips were all successful this summer. You know, last year's camping trips were a complete fail, every single one. Everything went wrong all the time on all of them. But then I was like, we persevered because at one point I was like, we're never going camping again. Pack the camping gear away. We're just, it's just done. I need a break. But then, you know, rolling around December 2023, our kids were just one year older each. And that year, made a difference and we lucked out with the weather and we lucked out with no one had hand foot and mouth disease or gastro Um, and the stars finally did align so if you were in a place where you're coming off you know fall 2022 epic level disasters (laughs) with your outdoor experiences know that a better year is ahead I feel like karma for us this year was like you had all the fails last year we're going to give you some good camping trips this year
0: Oh, memories. I think I'm going to cry, but uh, thinking about that episode, not in a good way, not in a happy nostalgia. (laughs) But having said that, you know, as we're looking back through the last 97 episodes and all of the guests, each and every one of them. And each of every time that Jen and I have gotten on the podcast together, we have found, firstly, found something to laugh about um, and secondly, learned something from them. So, we're going to drop in all of the links in the show notes to all of these amazing episodes because there are a lot of fun memories in there and hopefully a lot of really useful perspective for you that will help you to get outside with your kids more and Maybe shake off the memories of that horrific trip that you've just had and try again.
1: Awesome. Well, we hope you enjoyed this top 10 roundup episode. Um, head over to the show notes or head over to Instagram where, of course, Kate mentioned a lot of the amazing guests that were on and where you can find them and check out some more about their adventures. We are at Get Outside with Kids and make sure you hit subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts to hear next week's episode as well. We'll be back next week with more adventures for getting outside.